Australia. How are you going? Hey, go, that's right, it's NBA Strides Wednesday, October 13, all day hump day. And I'm your host, James Clements. I'm a writer, sometimes Rolling Stone, Triple J, Junkie, whoever else wants to pay me that sweet, sweet folding stuff here in lockdown Larry Armour Studios. Hope the rest of you uh, jerks everywhere else enjoying your freedoms. Have you got lots of freedoms? <laughs> what a stupid fucking word. Anyway, I'm here hanging out, giving you the lowdown, all the ins and outs of the NBA preseason. Well, uh, you know, keeping a bit of an eye on all the strains. That's what we do here, isn't it? And uh, we don't go too hardcore on the nerd shit. We leave that for all the nerds out there. Just a heads up. Here's a bit of swearing. We're going to make it fun for you. That's what basketball is, mate. Fun. Right, preseason crawling into its second week. <laughs> Uh, third week, really, and uh, we're a week away from actual games, though. That's the big important one. So we'll uh, have a look at some of the Aussies, how they're going at the moment. The Simmons saga just got super fun today, and the Kyrie Collective come up and it just goes on and on and on, kind of, uh, with a bunch of new dumb fuckery today. So that's really cool. So there's a bunch of NBA news and guff that we're going to get into. We'll do some year nars. We're doing unpopular opinion today. We're going to do an Outback Takehouse. But then we're going to work through... As I promised last week, Jimmy's WTF teams. What the fuck are these teams going to do this year? Basically, my, I don't know, team ranking. What are you, how are you going to rank these? I don't know. In terms of, I don't know. <laughs> what can you make of them? And we've also got our picks for some of the stats awards, a.k.a. your scoring, assist, rebounding champs, etc. So, should be a fun one. Let's get into it. Let's find out. Episode 679 of NBA Australia. Let's go! This is Matthew Delvedover and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack! You better, or the surprise Ben Simmons attack, you for the Sixers, or the surprise, oh my god, my team's actually got a backbone, if you're Kyrie Irving. <laughs> Good times! Right, let's get stuck into it. Let's start today's show the way we start every show here at NBA Australia with the daily whip around, boom, preseason, uh, nuts and guts of it at the moment. Rock'em, sock'em, block'em, jock'em, Landau's been out with a concussion protocol. Pop, uh, Coach Pop said that he'd been wanged in the nose. So after a uh, pretty good showing in his first game, missed the second one. Hopefully Jock gets back out there and uh, gets a bit more run. Giddy up! <coughs> Josh Giddy. 9-6-6, six, six, shot 3-9 in his second outing. Uh, zero turnovers, though, in 27 minutes. Love the feel of Giddy out there with some of those other OKC Thunders. The Mop Top Mumba is out there rolling at times, just putting out some nice moves. I'm very much enjoying it. Had a really good first outing, obviously. The second one, I enjoyed it. So, good stuff. Dante, sex him up. Exum got another run against Toronto as well. Played 15 minutes. Uh, zero points, two rebounds, two assists, two turnovers. That's a bit of a classic Dante line, isn't it? Jeez. <laughs> oh, Matty T. Aussie Matty T's out with a shoulder injury. Patty got out there in his new gear for the first time for the Nets. Uh, 21 minutes, went 0 of 2. Jingles also got a bit of a run around against the Pelicans. Took five shots in 20 minutes. And uh, obviously, Big Simo, Ben Simmons, Box Hill, Benny, a.k.a. Benny the Bricky. Oh, rocked up to Philly without telling anybody. And obviously didn't play in that Nets game uh, that Matty T set out as well. So, 
Pretty interesting situation. Let's get right into it. Ben Simmons just rocks up to Philly, knocks on the front door, goes, Hello! Can I, hey, can I come in? And they're like, who are you? He's like, I work here. (laughs) I need to get a COVID test before I can join the team. Well, he's got to isolate for another five days as well. But either way, this was an awesome story. Paul all sort of popped off across Monday and Tuesday where Woj uh, was out there tweeting about how essentially... The Sixers didn't know that Simmons was coming. They'd been talking to Rich Paul, Simmons' agent, and they were like, right, we're in constant contact with Rich Paul. We think he's going to rock up at some point, probably this week. And then Simmons just rocks up at the arena to take his COVID test (laughs) before the Sixers' Nets tip. And that's when Elton Brand was just getting messages. Like, oh, Ben's outside the building. He needs to get in to come take his COVID test. Elton Brand's like, shit, okay, um... I guess we better let him in. <laughs> oh, that's great, isn't it? But yeah, look, this does. I enjoyed Woj's. Uh, I'm going to use air quotes in this one. Reporting, aka carrying as much fucking water for Ben Simmons and Clutch as I possibly can, even though LeBron and Clutch hate me. This is my in. <laughs> good on you, Woj. Mmm, that's some good journalism. Uh, also goes for the Shams and the Kyrie stuff that we'll get to in a second. But either way, he's out there going, yeah, look, people with the knowledge of Ben's thinking, a.k.a. Ben and those around him, uh, were basically like sitting there going, yeah, I've made my point. I've sat out. I've copped about a million bucks worth of fines. They've still got eight and a half million bucks of mine sitting in escrow. If I want that, I've got a report. Yeah, he sure showed them. <laughs> what? Settle down, Woj. Jesus Christ, mate. Oh, yeah, well, Simmons and his team reckon he's made his point. Was the point, hey, I really want to get traded? Was that the same point he made when he was like, hey, I really want to get traded? Literally all summer? Get the fuck out of here. Anyway, so he passed his physical in Philly. Uh, He can work on the court in isolation with Sixers coaches as of tomorrow, apparently, with the health and safety protocols when players return to their markets for preseason stuff. Uh, this is pretty amazing. So he's met with Doc and Daryl Morey apparently today. And we don't know what's happened there. But the most hilarious result of all of this is basically the one that we've got right now, right? Where we don't know if he's going to play, but he's taking the proper steps to return to the court. But no one knows if he's actually going to play with the Sixers, which is fucking hilarious. So he can't take any team activities basically through this week. And I'm just interested to know what that feeling is like inside that locker room, inside that facility. Did you hear the Ben's here? Fucking Ben's here. Joel's going to be like, fuck, man. I have tried to talk to that dude all summer and now he just rocks up. But either way, this was probably the most predictable outcome where Ben goes, wait, eight and a half million bucks. Shit, what are the payments on my Raris? Oh, I just bought a fucking house. Shit. <laughs> Remember that house he bought in LA? Yeah. What do you reckon the fucking payments are on that, mate? You can't skip a paycheck. Oh, but I thought I'd still get paid if I don't show up to work. That's not how it works, Ben. That's not how it works. Either way, the most predictable and most hilarious outcome so far is on track. All I want out of this is for him to play for the Sixers again because that would be even funnier. We'll get to that later. Kyrie! Oh, jeez. Fucking NBA Kanye. Kanye with a jump shot. NBA Kanye. Kanye with handles. What a 
fucking loser. What a fucking loser. I love that the Nets stood up to Cairo and went, you know what? You can't play home games because you're not vaccinated, you fucking idiot. And no, we're not going to have you just play the fucking road games because that's dumb and it's not fair to the rest of the fucking team bending over backwards to accommodate your everly last fucking whim, you crybaby sook. Oh, I don't, I'm not anti-vax. And then the story comes out, oh, he's not anti-science, he's not anti-vax. Oh, really? Because it certainly fucking sounds like it, doesn't it, you idiot Kyrie? He's like, nah, man, I'm doing this as, uh, flips around in his notepad. Um, uh, what did that PR guy say before? Uh, Oh, the other workers who were forced to deal with vaccine mandates. Yeah, that one. <laughs> Fuck off. The worst part is, so the Nets come out today and say, right, Kyrie, on your fucking bike, you can't play road games, you can't practice. Until you're all in, you're not in. And I love it. So the Nets have to actually will pay Kyrie for the road games as well because that means he can't bring in the NBA uh, Players Association or file a grievance about not getting paid for all this sort of stuff. Um, because teams don't actually need a reason to sideline a player as long as he's, as he's getting paid anyway, right? And the thing is, he's still going to miss out on about $17 bucks for the home games because it's his choice to not get vaccinated and it's not the team's choice, right? So NBA Kanye going, no, nah, I'm doing it because oh, it's not that I'm anti-vax. Um, it's because oh, I'm standing, I want to be a voice for the voiceless. Like those people who, who are out of a job because of vaccine mandates. A voice for the voiceless. So this came in a, another water-fucking-carrying article, because that's all journalism is now, uh, where Shams is like, yeah, look, basically... This source is close to Kyrie. Like, he wants to be a voice for the voiceless. Oh, is that what your anonymous sources say, Kyrie? That you want to be a voice? You're a fucking voiceless voice then at this point, you idiot. Anyway, and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, the source is close to him and basically like, yeah, he's not anti-science or nothing. He's just, it's just, it's a protest. What is, it's like, what is it, wild thing or whatever the fuck it is? Uh, what are you rebelling against? And he's like, what do you got? <laughs> the, the line that he's a contrarian without a cause will forever just be fucking etched on Kyrie's fucking um, basketball biography, won't it? A contrarian without a cause. We've got a word for that. What did I say? Fuckhead. NBA Kanye, good job. Anyway, um, I do like that the Nets were like, hey, look, based on the fact that he's the only member of their tier one personnel as well, which is players, coaches, uh, the front office officials, etc., to not be vaccinated. That also meant that all of those fully vaccinated tier one personnel would have had to jump through hoops for him as well. And I do like the KD's like, hey, man, it's a personal choice, but also what the fuck are you doing, basically? And Joey Sy, the Nets owner, he's like, yep, um, basically comes down to my decision. Uh, and Sean Marks, the GM, and they were like, yeah, we sat down with uh, James Harden and uh, Kevin Durant. And yeah, we chatted it all. We talked it all out. And we've decided to tell Kyrie to go fuck himself. And good on the Nets because I'm going to get to this later. But look, you can't be a fucking team player if you're not willing to take one for the team. Michael Jordan, still the GOAT. I love this. Flip side of Kyrie. Um, 
he was asked about if he's concerned about the COVID protocols. He's like, nah, not at all. I'm in total unison with the league. Everyone's been speaking about the vaccinations. I'm a firm believer in science, and I'm going to stick with that. Fucking love you, MJ. Speaking of greatest players of all time, the NBA has also announced their uh, 75 greatest players list will be released next week in three lots of 25 across October 19, October 20, and October 21. Kind of gnarly. They've also got Clyde Drexler, Magic, Dirk, Bob Pettit, and Oscar Robertson, the big old, out there as ambassadors for the league this season as part of the 75th anniversary celebrations. I mean, that obviously means that all five of those are in the top 75. Interesting one there. Clyde Drexler, that makes sense, I guess. I haven't done my total top 75 all time, but I guess he should be on there. But uh, look, this is going to be kind of fun. It's basically going to have a couple of people left out. There's going to be some weird new ones where you're like, really? And we're gonna, I'm going to love seeing the bubble. The people who didn't quite make the cut. That's going to be really, really interesting. All right, some other stuff. Other news. Uh, DeAndre Ayton still had a bit of an impasse with the Suns. And if you're a Suns fan, you're like, fuck, we've been here before. Robert Sava, what are you doing, mate? The Suns still don't want to offer him the max. And as soon as Michael Porter Jr. basically got the max from the Nuggets, DeAndre Ayton should have been like, yeah, I'm getting the fucking max. <laughs> like, fuck you guys. You don't give me the max, I will take the qualifying offer, kick some ass, take some names this year, and then go and be a max for somebody else because fuck you. This is some really, really classic short-sighted Suns bullshittery. The classic Robert Sava gear of uh, how many titles do you reckon he cheaped Steve Nash and Amari Stoudemire out of? I'd probably say one or two at different points. Tra- uh, selling off draft picks, trading dudes because he didn't want to pay him. Just remember, Joe Johnson could have been on those, uh, you know, a fully armed and operational Joe Johnson could have been on the Steve Nashamari Suns throughout his prime. But uh, basically, Sav was like, nah, I'm going to cut my losses, get rid of him before I have to pay him. Hardcore stuff. But you're also going to have, like, Michael Bridges up for big money, DeAndre Ayton. Look, you've got a very short window here with Chris Paul where you're going to pay him shit tons of money. And then it's Booker and Ayton and Bridges, essentially, your, your stars going forward if you're Phoenix. So... What are you doing? I don't know, but you're getting sarvin. Other news, the COVID-related Celtics, the Celtic COVID Celtics, Horford, Al Horford, Big Al, average Al Horford has got the COVID, the Coco, the Trumpy-Trumpy good times. He's also joining Jalen Brown. Hopefully they're okay. That stinks, but they're away from the team for uh, as long as it takes for them to get over it, obviously. Uh, it's a tough start to the season for the Celtics. As we're going to get to with the uh, what-the-fuck teams, Celtics are uh, just quietly a little bit up there, more so than you'd think. Dylan Brooks, after the start of the season, he's going to be reevaluated in two to three weeks with his broken hand. He broke that. That you actually mentioned on Media Day that it's been broken since September. Uh, obviously, pretty bad break. I think he got it hyperextended and broke a couple of bones in there. So rough scenes there. Two to three weeks for Dylan Brooks. Uh, speaking of hands, Taylor Horton Tucker, THT. He's dynamite. The, la- the young Laker, newly extended young Laker. Needed thumb surgery on his fuck thumb. Uh, we'll be re in, what, four to five weeks? And could be a little bit longer. Who knows? Because it's a, I think it was a ligament for THT, so that sort of stinks. Ariza is also out for two months with ankle surgery. He's going to be re-evaluated in eight weeks. Brutal. Uh, but in some good news, two-man. Terrence Mann extended for two years for $22 million bucks by the Clippers. Or as Steve Ballmer likes to call it, the fucking change that fell behind the bed. And uh, what else happened? Oh, we had a couple of wavings. Lucas Salmon has got waved by the Spurs. The 19th pick two years ago, he's out. And uh, Jalil Okafor, the former number two pick, 
waved by the hawks. Jesus. I'll tell you what, that's a, uh, that's a rough one. All right, let's do some yeah nahs, uh right after a quick break, and then we'll be back with uh, a whole bunch of stuff. Right after this. This is Shane Hill, and you're listening to NBA Australia. All right. NBA Australia, remember, is brought to you by Manscaped. That's right. The men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world, and they offer precision-engineered tools for your family. Jules and Manscaped have just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0, all across Australia and New Zealand. You heard that right, the 4.0. So join over 2 million men who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, NBA Australia handsome listeners. You get 20% off, and you get free worldwide shipping with the code STRAYA at manscaped.com. It's pretty easy. Strayer. Boom. Uh, I'm one of the first people to actually try the new 4.0, and I'll tell you what, I love it. I'm blown away by the performance of craftsmanship, the details, next level. It's just, look, there's been a few times when you're taking care of business and nip. Oh, what have I done? And then you have to explain it to old mate, and he's like, yeah, I'm an idiot. Not a great time. But the lawnmower is like just really fun to use because now I'm like waving it around like a lightsaber, having at it like I'm junk Zorro, cutting Z's into it and shit. Anyway, but <laughs> Manscaped is essentially an absolutely unreal trimmer that works for all types of your body hair, like groin, body, doesn't matter. Off you go. It's got a ceramic blade as well so you, to reduce grooming accidents because of the uh, skin safe technology. You feel confident shaving your boys. You also get like a uh, guard trimming length guard thing. Sizes one, three, four that work really, really well. So look, if you've been shaving uh, your face with the trimmer that you use in your nuts, what have you been doing? You're doing it wrong. No one wants to end up with pubes in their mouth. Not great. So get your own ball hair and body trimmer from Manscaped to make me time the best time. Enhance your confidence with some nice, smooth boyos. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code STRAYER at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code STRAYER at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code STRAYER. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Oh, yeah. All right, let's get into it. Let's do some yeah nahs. All right, love a bit of yeah nah action. Right, Tyler Hero reckons he's in the same conversation as young stars like Luka Doncic, Trey Young, and Ja Morant. Is he right? Yeah, nah. Yeah, but only if the conversation is, Oi, do you reckon Tyler Hero is on the level of Luka, Trey, or Ja? And you reply, Fuck no! That's the conversation where he's in the same conversation. Otherwise... The bloke who had a wildly disappointing second season where he averaged 15 points a game and came up short time and time again, saw his three-point average drop precipitously. Yeah, I'm going to say he's not in the same conversation as an MVP candidate, a dude who led his team to the fucking Eastern Conference Finals and one of the best young point guards in the NBA. So, uh, look. As I tweeted out, live your life with the confidence of a bloke who averaged 15 points in a wildly disappointing second season. Live your life like Tyler Hero, and you won't go wrong. You'll probably get your head kicked in at a pub, though. I'm just saying. (laughs) 
All right, the big ones. Let's do it. Does Ben Simmons play for the Sixers this year, Jimmy? Yeah, nah. You know what? You know what? I'm going to say, yeah. I'm going to say, yeah, because I do tend to think that this is really going to lay out like a hardened situation last year with the Rockets, right? Play, show that you're healthy, show that you're good, remind everybody that you're one of the very best defenders in the NBA. You're a Defensive Player of the Year candidate year in, year out now. Let the trade market figure itself out because that's what will happen. Some team will start slow, they'll fucking panic, and they'll trade for him, and they'll throw a bunch of shit at Daryl Morey when they realize that, oh, wait, our team is shit. Everybody feels fucking great about their team until the regular season tips off. Everybody, as soon as the draft is done, as soon as free agency is done, they look at their team and they go, you know what? I think we've got a chance. (laughs) You know who has a chance? Not many of them. Fuck. So they're going to go, shit. Look, if Portland just start off slow and Dame goes, all right, you need to get me some actual fucking help or I'm out. You 100% know that Neil O'Shea is going, fuck, all right. Looks at his phone, presses the green call button, looks at all the phone calls he's had with Daryl Morey and reluctantly presses call. And off he goes. And he's, all right, CJ McCollum, a bunch of those picks. I'll give you two of the picks and we'll do two pick swaps as well. And Daryl's like, Thank you for calling me, Neil. Done. <laughs> you know? But I think it does come down to maybe Simo will probably sit down with Daryl, with Doc, and go, Look, fellas, I wasn't impressed by what you said about me after the last year's uh, playoff exit. And Doc and Daryl will be like, Yep, yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah, we did throw you under the bus a bit there, didn't we, Ben? He's like, Yep. So, what are we going to do about it? And Doc and Daryl are like, All right, Ben, 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 just sit down, just sit down, sit down. What we're going to do is we're going to feature you. We're going to run you out there, let you do whatever the fuck you want. Maybe that'll make you happy and you want to stay. Give it a couple of weeks, and if it doesn't make you happy, we'll get back on the old dog and bone and try to get you out of here. Sound good? And Simo will be like, you know what? Yeah, all right. (laughs) Because, I mean, to be honest, though, it's Ben Simmons. Who fucking knows? I do think this is probably the most likely situation just because if they act like fucking grown-ups, it does seem like the most optimal way to, and the quickest way to get Ben out of Philly, right, is for him to actually play, ironically, for Philly to build up that trade value so he can get moved. Otherwise, he's going to be sitting there and everyone's going to fucking forget about him, you know? And for him, I mean, that'd suck. So (laughs) Because he'd be sitting there going, wait, Oh, I don't want to play in... Sa- even though the report did come out over the weekend that he's like, ah, fuck it, I'd even play in Sacramento. And Sacramento, like, oh, that sounds good. And Daryl Morey's got to figure out if, uh, you know, if maybe Darren Fox gets off to a slow start. Maybe he can get Fox and healed for Simmons. Who knows? Uh, but there's a lot of weird permutations that... You know that if someone like Sacramento or Portland or even like Indy, if they do get off to slow starts... If the Cavs get off to a weird start where they're just like 0-8, <laughs> which is wildly who knows what the fuck's going to happen with that team, the offers will come in, and if Simmons is playing, the offers will be bigger and better and quicker coming in than if he isn't. So it's in his best interest. But at the same time, we have plenty of fucking evidence where Ben doesn't give a shit about his own best interest because who knows what shitty weird advice he's getting, but here we are. 
Flip side, does Kyrie play for the Nets? Yeah, nah. Oh, this one's a bit trickier. I reckon as soon as those checks stop cashing from the Nets and he's realizing that he's losing $17 million, uh, you might see him. But at the same time, fuck him. Just fuck him. I want to be a voice for the voiceless. By not talking about your reasons for not getting vaccinated and fucking over your teammates and your team, you fucking coward. I want to be a voice for the voiceless. He said via anonymous fucking sources. What a coward you are, Kyrie. He literally said no comment when he was asked about it. (laughs) You're not much of a fucking voice if you're saying no comment, Kyrie. You absolute dead shit. And this is it. He literally said at media day, I had to keep that stuff private. I know I'll be there for my growing team. I'm not putting any limits on being with the team. I don't want to create any distractions. Well, guess what? They're distracted, you idiot. And now you're not with the team. So I guess you got your wish. You're going to be 17 million bucks lighter in the old pocket. But this is it, isn't it? It's the same fucking story every time with Kyrie Irving. Oh, oh, why can't we just focus on the sport on the court instead of the off-court stuff? Well, you're not going to be on the court, you fucking moron. So now we have to talk about your fucking vaccination status. No one wants to do that, you moron. Just get the fucking jab like fucking four and a half billion other people have and then fucking retire if you want. Or if you don't want to get it, just retire. Shut up. I'm a voice for the voiceless. No, you're not. Not if you're not with your team. Not if you're not fucking offering comments as like, oh, well, I'm not getting the vaccination because I believe this, 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 and this, and this. You're not a voice for the voiceless if you're saying no comment, you fucking moron. Jesus. Anyway, I mean, the thing that probably grinds my gears the most about this is basketball's a team sport. I want to go to Brooklyn and build a team with Kevin. Well, you're not being part of a team. You're very clearly just doing this because you're a fuckhead and you're very clearly in this for yourself. Oh, I don't really care about the money. Yeah, because you've already made 160 million bucks over your career at least. Like, what sort of message, though, do you think all this sends to, like, kids who want to grow up and play basketball? Oh, I love Kyrie's handles, but fuck, he's a cunt. (laughs) Like, what? Grow the fuck up, you fucking numbskull. You moron. Unpopular opinion of the day. I don't know, most of this. Uh, But I would dearly, 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 dearly love for Ben Simmons to play for the Sixers this year. I know a lot of people are like, fuck, I trade him already. He's a sook. Yeah. What do I always root for? Chaos and fun. And if nothing else, if Ben Simmons once more played for the Sixers, just imagine what it would be like there at the Wells Fargo Center on his first game back at home. It would be the funniest shit that ever happened. It would be even funnier if it clicked and they started dominating and he started shooting like fucking Steph Curry and they went on, he didn't get traded and won the fucking title. It would be the funniest, most ridiculous ride ever and I'm here for it. The weird part is, All of the evidence we've seen about Ben Simmons, similar to Kyrie. Kyrie is the bloke who uh, 
threatened to get surgery if they didn't trade and demanded a trade from Cleveland rather than play with LeBron and continue to be on a contender. I want to go start my own team. Goes to his own team, Boston. Uh, ruins the team chemistry there, sabotages them, lies through his teeth, tells them he wants to come back, and then fucks off to Brooklyn. And then what does he do after two years in Brooklyn? Oh, that's right. Completely ruins that team as well. It's almost like the selfish fucking moron is a selfish fucking moron. That's all based on the shit that we know and that we've seen in the past. And in terms of Ben Simmons coming back to play for the uh, for the Sixers, we have very little evidence there that Ben Simmons isn't just a giant fucking coward. <laughs> you know? Like, that's where we're at. Shoot a three, you coward. Oh, I'm afraid. If it misses, I'll look like an idiot. You think Giannis cares? Giannis just won a fucking title and went 17 and 19 from the free throw line while you were fucking moaning into your fucking cornflakes, you sook. That's why I don't think that he'll end up playing for the Sixers because he's afraid. He's afraid. All right, finally, Outback Takehouse. It's Wednesday at Outback, and you know what? Oh, jeez. I'm going to go out the back with the cricket bat because there's a couple of the old bangs. That's right, kookaburra wings. Today's special at Outback. They go great as a flame-grilled take, and today's flame-grilled take is... Ben Simmons returning to the Sixers was just part of Philly and Daryl Morey's long con to keep everybody scrambling and not expecting the Sixers to be at full strength this season. Only at our back. Uh, it's a pretty in-depth and uh, demoralizing strategy, but it is a pretty flame grilled take. All right, let's go uh, take a look at Jimmy's preseason what-the-fuck teams and the season award picks that's right, we're going to do the teams from least what the fuck to most what the fuck before we do our picks for the scoring titles, block titles, all that sort of stuff. Right after, let's say this one. This is Chris Anstey and you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, let's do some what the fuck teams NBA Australia rank. Brought to you by thedailyliquor.com. Remember... Go to thedailyliquor.com if you're in lockdown, Melbourne. Don't go to the bottle Bring the bottle to you. Thedailyliquor.com. Bang in the code STRAYA. You get a free six-pack of the Dos Blocos XPA on your mate, Jimmy. If you're in the Melbourne metro area, you get same-day delivery as well if you order before noon. So stock up on all the amazing beers that they've got at thedailyliquor.com. Their packs are great. The wines, the cocktails, off you go. Check out the online bottle the thedailyliquor.com. Obviously, be over 18. Drink responsibly. And get stuck in. Use the code Strayer. Get a free sixer on your mate Jimmy. How good's that? All right. I promised this last week. The least what the fuck to most what the fuck teams going into this season. It's just one of those things where I'm just like, I have a pretty good grasp, I think. (laughs) I think. On where teams stand. Where they fit. And what to expect from them year in, year out. That's what happens when you have a daily NBA show. You get at least a little bit of a feel for it. And it's one of those things, I'll, uh, we're going to do the win-loss predictions uh, next week's show. Um, but the weird part was I did all that uh, during the start of this week and then I went and actually checked the official ones and I was like terrifyingly close to some of them, which makes me more worried because that shit's never really that sort of bang on. So, <laughs> you know, here we are. Uh, but the what-the-fuck teams, what do you reckon? 
Are you excited about this? Because I am. Coming in at number 30 in the What The Fuck teams, Jimmy, are the Phoenix Suns. Because I think the only What The Fuck thing about the Suns this year is going to be DeAndre Ayton and why the fuck they are not giving him an extension yet. Like, that's the only one, really. Otherwise, you're kind of like, well, I'll tell you what, they're pretty well sorted out otherwise. They've got, they brought Chris Paul back. Booker went and played for Team USA. They're looking pretty good. They'll be fine. Like, their roster, they sort of went, we're slightly ahead of schedule, maybe. So maybe this is the year that they were planning for all along. And last year's finals trip was maybe a little bit of a, oh, shit, that was kind of neat. So Paul, Booker, Bridges, Crowder, and Aiton, they're just handy. They've got Sham Well. They've got Camo Johnson. They've got the Frank the Tank. But they added J- JaVale McGee, and look, good on them. <laughs> They'll be fine. They're definitely one of the least what-the-fuck teams where I just think they're going to be solid all year. They're going to end up with a 2 through 5 seed in the West, depending on health, and away they go. Same goes for Milwaukee. So they lose P.J. Tucker, but they bring in Grayson Allen. They're the 29th team here just because we know what they are. They're Giannis. They're Giroux. They're Chris O. Middleton. They're Blopez, and they'll be fine. Similar vibes for Utah. We know that they've got, you know, a bit of Rudy Gay now, but in terms of the Jazz, all they can really hope this year is that you have Donovan Mitchell taking just that extra little bit of a step into absolute fuck you superstar territory, and that they can sort of do what Milwaukee did last year, right? Like of years and years and years of regular season success, being a top seed in the playoffs, and then being a bit disappointing here and there, thanks to you know an odd injury or something like that. <clears throat> and Utah, I just got to hope that it all sort of clicks. And if it does, who knows what could happen? But my worry for them is that they didn't change enough. And with Rudy, with Jingles, with Mitchell, if Mike Conley's healthy though, they just got to hope that they got a puncher's chance to win it all. And but otherwise, they're pretty settled. Same goes for Atlanta. They're and you know an East uh, finalist. They're kind of just like around the edges. They've just got to bank on their young dudes getting better. And that's really all that sort of comes down to. The rest of their team is pretty standard. Like in terms of what the fuck teams, like talk about teams that got a little bit ahead of themselves. That was them last year, right? So Bogdan misses some time. DeAndre Hunter misses some time. DeAndre Hunter. They've got Kevin Huerta. They've got Gallo. They've got Clint Capella. They're a team that they're just going to run it all back. They should be better than they were last year in the regular season. But at the same time, the East is a lot tougher. So I think they sort of, again, land in that anywhere between the three and six seed. And that's about to be expected. 26, I've got Sacramento just because they're not what-the-fuck team. They're just like... The only way you can look at Sacramento and go WTF is like, what the fuck are they doing? No one knows. Sacramento don't know what they're doing. They've got their head up their ass all the time. But the thing is... That's what we expect because it's the Kings. Like, there's no real WTF because you're like, well, Darren Fox, cool. Are we going to get anything out of Marvy Bags this year? We've got 27 centers on the roster. What the fuck are they doing? No one knows or cares because they're Sacramento. That's right, 26. 25, Memphis, similar vibes. Feel good story last year. If Triple J is healthy this year, they'll be a bit better. Now they've got big Steven Adams. Pretty cool, but again... They're in that second half of the uh, West playoff sort of picture, but that's pretty much what you'd expect. So there's not too much what the fuck going on this year for them. Portland, same, unless it all goes a bit pear-shaped. 
And Dame's like, I either want out or you got to trade CJ. That's the sort of only what the fuck really hanging over the Portland uh, roster at this point because really, considering that this team made a Western Conference final a couple of years ago, there's just still a weird, bizarre vibe to them. Dame, CJ, no! The three-guard weird lineup with Nurk, maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. Covington, Larry Nance is very handy for them. So does Cody Zeller. Maybe you get a bit of a jump from Anthony Simons. Maybe Benny McLemore gives you something, but I wouldn't bank on that. But Anthony Simons, see a little. The young dudes, if they pop a little bit, maybe they take a little bit more of a jump. But like, we're really going to bank on that. But there's not too much what the fuck. Portland are who we think they are. The Wizards. This is a what the fuck the team. They're at 23. And that's only because, look, Beal could, if they start out 0-10, Brad Beal could be like, oh, shit, I made a horrible mistake. I definitely, <laughs> definitely would like to go play with Joel Embiid instead. Can I get traded now, please? Bye. Uh, but otherwise, the Wizards have one really, really good player and a bunch of young dudes and dudes that you're just like, okay, bro, so are you good, Denny Avdija? No one knows. Who else is going to pop? Is Rui going to absolutely crush it? Maybe. But does that really fucking change the needle? Spencer Dinwiddie, you got KCP, you got Kuzma. Great. You've got a bunch of Lakers leftovers. Happy days for you. Dan Gafford, look, if he crushes it, that'd be kind of fun. But otherwise, this team is just a bit weird. It's not so much even what the fuck, though. It's just more of a fucking, I don't know, depressing situation. Boston are at 22. They should be a little bit higher now. After the Rona, but in terms of this, like it's just Jalen Tatum, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and the rest you can sort of fill in the gaps. Is Marcus Smart going to be good? Is Umay Udoka going to bring a new look to the Celtics? What the fuck? I don't know. But it's kind of like the same old, same old with a couple of changes around the edges. We should that. I'm Denny should that on the cheap. But really, it's going to be up to like dudes like Time Lord. Boston going to be an interesting one this year, but. Brown and Tatum will just make them good enough that they're in the mix in the middle of the East anyway. It might pop a little bit. Maybe Tatum just takes an extra step up. Maybe Brown does too. But otherwise, there's not too much what the fuck going on there besides you're putting pieces around the two superstars and off you go. 21, you've got the Raptors because I have zero clue what to make of this team. Fred Van Vliet, the fighting Van Vliet's. Gary Terrence, Trent Darby Jr. Sure. <laughs> Siakam. The OG Ananobi. Who knows? Nick Nurse, he's going to be sitting going, all right, let's bomb it away. Off we go. If we stay healthy, who knows? I just don't know if the Raptors are going to be good this year. 20, Dallas. Could be amazing. Could also be bad. Who knows? Luca, MVP favorite. The Extreme Zinger Meal, though. A lot's just going to rest on the Extreme Zinger Meal. Is he going to be supercharged? Supercharged Zinger Burger. Or the Extreme Zinger Meal. The Extreme Zinger Meal. No one knows. It's a bit what the fuck. So is Houston at 19. And Detroit at 18, because these teams are going to be based around top two picks in the draft. Cade Cunningham, Jalen Green, and there's not a bunch of uh, talent <laughs> on the rest of the team, is there, for either of them. So they are firmly mid-table of what the fuck, because more so than teams like the Raptors of Boston, these are more what the fuck, because we don't know who's going to pop. We don't know what to expect from the rookies. So they're just an even bigger question mark than the likes of Dallas, the Raptors, and Boston and stuff. So uh, the Cavs, if Darius Garland, Darius Judy Garland gets cranking, who knows what could happen there. Mobley, that's going to be fun next to Jared Allen. The Twin Towers, 
and maybe a bit of sex, man. Colin Sexton, if he just really goes, all right, fuck it. I'll keep averaging 25, 5, and 5. What do you think? But the Cavs are at 17 because they could challenge for a playoff spot or they could be one of the worst teams in the league. That's a very what-the-fuck sort of spot, you know? Miami, 16. Similar vibes. How does... Well, actually, flip side of the Cavs, really, because that's why I put them there, because it's a veteran team. You've got Jimmy Butler, you've got Bam, you've got Big Buddha Gar Larry there, you've got Tyler. There goes my hero. I'm just as good as Luca and Trey, bro. But are they going to be any good? Can Big Buddha Gar Larry stand up to the you know rigors of another long-ass regular season? Will Butler break down again? Who knows what's going to happen? Miami, best of luck guessing how they're going to go. 15 Indy. Talk about moving parts, new coach, just a weird collection of talent. They could be way better than we expect, or they could underachieve like they did last year, you know? 14, Orlando, sure. Markel Fultz, Johnny Isaac, are we going to get him back? Mo Bumba for the MVP, what do you think? Let's do it! Cole Anthony, Jalen Suggs. There is so much what the fuck going on in this team. That's why they're at 14. 13 is Charlotte. They're like, well, we've got a Plumley, so that'll be fine. But we've got Lamelo, we've got Terry Rousey, and maybe Gordy's back. They're going to be weird. They're going to be fun, hopefully. But again, until we sort of see them do it for half a season, and if Lamelo is actually good without getting hurt, same goes for Gordy. That could be really fun. But at the same time, what's the more likely outcome when you're talking about Gordon Hayward? Weird injury. Lamelo Ball as well. Same last year. Shouldn't have won Rookie of the Year. Played fuck all games. Still got it because he was pretty good. Overhyped? We're going to find out. 12, the Pelicans and the Knicks are at 11. These are two teams where, look, best of luck trying to figure out what's going to happen with either of them, right? The Knicks, they add a bunch of weird sort of vets. You've got Kemba. You've got Evan Fournier. The Pelicans, they've got a new coach. You've got Willie Green. Zion broke a foot. Who? You kn- what is going to happen with that team? But the Knicks, look, they're ahead of them because I think moving those new pieces into that Pretty awesome, fun Knicks team. It feels so very Knicksy, doesn't it? It's like, well, we had a good thing going. We're going to add to it. And then it's always a subtraction. So I don't know. But the Pelicans, I don't know. Spindles Ingram. They let Lonzo walk. They've got Devontae Graham. This is going to be a huge year for Zion. Like, can he be a winning player? Can he play some defense? He and Spindles together. Does it work? We're going to find out. Number 10, I've got the Clippers just because they're always going to be what the fuck. Out with Kawhi. <laughs> Out for who knows how long. No one's not, No one's going to know anything about the Kawhi injury until he's just like, hey, guys, I'm back. I want to play. <laughs> Paul George will be like, ah, oh, sick. I've been carrying this team for six months. Now Kawhi's back. Uh, but that's kind of it. They've got a weird, strange roster. And the Kawhi thing will hang over, hang over them for a while. But... Paul George is good enough to keep them going at a pretty good clip if the rest of the pieces are pretty complimentary. And we saw that in some, you know, the playoff games. So, but they're a very big what the fuck question. The Timberwolves, same vibe at nine. Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Edwards, and D'Lo. What the fuck is this team? Are they just going to keep blowing teams off the court off on offense? Are they going to play any D? Who knows? Now Pat Bev's there. You got a junkyard dog to throw out there. Sure. Best of luck with that. No idea what's going to happen with that team. Denver, similar vibe to the Clippers where without Jam and Jamal, there's more what the fuck about the uh, Nugs though because Michael Porter Jr., is he for real? We're definitely going to find out. Is he going to win most improved player? 
Joker coming off an MVP season. Who knows? OKC, just a strange, amazingly weird collection of talent. The Mop Top Mamba, Josh Giddy, next to SGA, the show Redder, Gildas Alexander. A weird, strange roster with Poku, Dort, and Co. That's going to be fun. The Spurs at six. No one knows what to make of this team. DeJunte Murray, Keldon Johnson, anybody? Sure. Best of luck trying to figure out what the fuck's going on there. Philly are at five. Just in what the fuck terms, because what the fuck is going to happen with Ben? No one knows. For the Lakers, they're so old. How old are they? Methuselah was like, damn, that motherfucker's old. Uh, but the Lakers are at number four, just because we've only just sort of seen how Rusty, AD, and LeBron are going to go in today's preseason game. And you're like, yeah, it could be great. It could be fun. Like, who knows how it actually lasts for the regular season? Will it work? The rest of the roster is so old and creaky. It's just going to smell like, you know, patchouli oil and throw cushions. It's bizarre. Three, Golden State. Now, Golden State are one of the teams that really prompted this because I have zero clue about what could happen with, uh, what the fuck could happen with Golden State. That's why this is the what the fuck team rankings before we do the over-under win totals for next week's show. And then the MVP, etc. But Golden State, I think, had one of the widest variations in where I started and where I ended up. You know? Because I think I ended up landing on, <clears throat> spoiler alert, 46. I think 46 wins, and I think I started at 36 wins. So it's a pretty big swing, and we're definitely going to find out how that actually goes. But you've got Steph. You're going to have Clay coming back at some point. Draymond, does he have much left in the tank? What are the rookies going to give you? What are James Wiseman going to give you? Does he come back healthy at some point? What is going to happen with this team? What the fuck is going on? Is Jordan Poole the next fucking coming of play? Nobody knows, but Golden State are a wildly fun question mark. And then the last two. Brooklyn are at number two, because what the fuck is going to happen with this weird veteran-laden roster? Patty Mills steps in for Kyrie. You've got NBA Kanye versus, like, the world's greatest man. I love this. Patty's just going to go, hang on a second, Kyrie who? Oh, that pretend Aussie, fuck him. I'm going to kill everybody from here on out. Off we go. But this is the point. This is why you've got James Harden. That's why you trade for James Harden and go, oh, redundancy, who gives a fuck? It doesn't matter. Because if you've got James Harden and KD, you're still a fucking title favorite. <laughs> you know? That's awesome. But there's a lot of what the fuck raining around that team. And then lastly, the one, the team that really prompted this, Chicago. The Bulls at number one in the what the fuck team rankings because you look at this roster and go, what the fuck? I don't know. Lonzo, DeMar DeRozan there. And then you've got Zachy Cakes, Adam Levine. You've got Vooch. You get rid of Larry. That's a girl's name, Markinen. Kobe White. Kobe, he's hurt. Who knows what's going to happen? It's bizarre. You've got Lonzo, Zach Levine. You've got Patch Williams. You've got Vooch. Remember, you've got the white mamba himself, Alex Caruso. You've got Derek Jones Jr. I just have zero fucking vibe of this team. We've seen in preseason, they've absolutely shredded. Absolutely shredded. It's just going to be like absolutely bonkers. Like, what they rang up? 131 on Cleveland, 121 on the Pelicans. They're three and zip in the preseason. DeRozan's looking good. Levine's looking good. Caruso's doing some shit. Just who knows, though. But that's it. That's the what-the-fuck team rankings because I have zero clue what to make of Chicago. And obviously then, in descending order, Chicago, the weirdest, Brooklyn, 
Golden State, Lakers, Philly, Spurs, OKC, Denver, the T-Wolves, the Clippers, the Knicks, the Pels, Charlotte, Orlando, Indy, Miami, Cavs, Detroit, Houston, Dallas, the Raptors, Boston, Wiz, Portland, Memphis, Sacramento, Atlanta, Utah, Milwaukee, and Phoenix. That's obviously not my power rankings. The power rankings and the tiers, the contender tiers, we're going to do that next week. We're going to do the tiers and the over-unders all in one. We've got the absolute flogs division. We've got the bit shit, uh, a.k.a. the Rubens tier division. We've got the young, fun, and full of run and gun, uh, the wax division. We've got the Tommy Yomi division. They're injured, so they're a bit fucked, but they're still pretty fucking good. The Foo Fighter division, a.k.a. the Pretenders. We've got the Spice Girls uh, division, which is a.k.a. the Wannabes. And then we've got the Grinspoon division. Champion. The champion division. The contenders, the proper contenders. So we're going to break down all the teams into those tiers next week. That's going to be fun. Uh, before we get to that, let's do the awards. Who was my, my picks for scoring title this year? Look, Steph was amazing last year. I think he doesn't quite get to the exact same heights he did um, last year. He's going to come fifth. I've got Trey fourth, Luca third, KD second, and Beal. There is like no one else on that fucking Wizards team who's going to uh, stop Beal from scoring 35 a game. So give me Brad Beal for the scoring title. The assist title, I've got Harden winning that ahead of Luca and Trey. Um, and then the sort of four and five spot, I was sort of split between CP3, Rusty, and LeBron. I just don't think CP3 is going to put up the counting stats next to Booker that maybe Rusty will as Rusty's out there night in, night out, still trying to put up triple doubles next to LeBron and AD. And uh, so I think Rusty will probably come in fourth there. And the fifth spot, it really is wide open for that one because in terms of assist, they're all sort of a little bit through the roof year in, year out now where you've got Westbrook, Harden, Young, like maybe Draymond will be up there. Like who knows? But I think Luca could probably crack that as well because I think Luca probably, as I mentioned, like Luca will be right up there because he will be. But then with the Trey, like Simmons, if he ends up back, who knows? It's so weird. But I think Rusty probably cracks that top four. Uh, we've got Luca, maybe even Jokic. But Chris Paul, I'll just give him the fifth spot just because why the fuck not? Rebounds. I think Carl Anthony Towns has a big, 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 big year this year because. Playing is probably one of the few bigs on that Timberwolves roster and around scorers like D'Lo and uh, Ant-Man. I think we get a lot of rebounds at a cat. Clint Capella comes in second. Giannis comes in third. Embiid fourth and eighth and fifth. Blocks, I've got Miles Turner ahead of Rudy Gobert. Anthony Davis, bam! And uh, Brooke Lopez. And then the Steels. DeJunte Murray, book it. Van Vliet, Jimmy Butler, Matisse Tybal, Ozzy Matisse. Aussie Maddie T and Giroux Holiday coming in fifth. So there's the actual sort of nerd ship. And then next week we'll do our MVP rookie of the year, defensive player of the year, six man coach of the year, most improved, etc. And a couple of NBA strayer ones like uh, most likely to be most disappointing, least inspiring, etc. Which will be pretty fun. I promise. Because that's it for this week. Hey, there you go. We'll finish up with the Jingles HR this week as well. So stick around after this. But either way, that's it. Done. Remember to go check out NFL Strayer as well as World Wrestling Strayer. World Wrestling Strayer over on YouTube with our man Adam. Lots of stuff going on this week on World Wrestling Strayer because, look, if you're not over it, Adam absolutely crushes it. Uh, he's covering all the results from this week's WWE draft, including where all the Aussies ended up. Uh, Paige Van Zandt is this week's better than Baron Corbin winner, which is hilarious. And Aussie last Tony Storm got absolutely jobbed out on SmackDown. So 
Adam's going to talk about all that and the loose ledge. Adam Brooks has current multiple title reigns on Aussie soil. So there's also a bunch of AEW and NXT results as per usual. So go check it out. World Wrestling Australia over on YouTube. NFL Australia, as mentioned, make sure you subscribe to that. It's me and Gaz chopping it up week in, week out about the NFL. Oh, boy, do I go on a bit of a rant. You thought I yelled in this one. Jesus. Either way, chuck us a rating review on your podcast app. However you do that. Look, I don't ask for too much. Just do that. We've got a new shop. So go click on some of the links. Buy a T-shirt. Help me out. And uh, get old mate from stop to stop yelling at me for uh, taking up too much of the uh, space in that front room <laughs> with T-shirts. Help me get rid of a few, would you? Uh, TheDailyLiquor.com. Go there. Use the code STRAY. Go to Manscaped.com. Get 20% off and get free shipping when you use the code STRAYER as well. Manscaped are an awesome partner. Uh, I can 100% attest to the awesome lawnmower. That shit is unreal, so go check it out. Uh, what else? Knowable. Download that from the App Store. Bang in the code STRAYER. Get 20% off Knowable. Big thanks. I've got to go to From Oslo, though, for the intro and outro song. Check out their new band, House Hats. They're up and running out of time. Is out now. It's unreal. And all the other bands and musos that we hear every week on NBA Australia... Joshua De Laurentiis, Fascinator, Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa, Sex Shadow, Green, 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 and Dozers. They're uh, behind all the tunes you hear on the show, so smash them on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify. Remember, NBA Australia supports Australian bands. All uh, right, we can close out today's show with a new Jingles HR, and we'll be back daily as of mid-next week. So we're going to do one last preview show, and then we'll be right back into it because the season will start. Isn't that going to be fun? Now that the Simo is back in Philly... And we've got a little bit more of an idea about the Nets going, fuck you, Kyrie. I don't feel as depressed about the start of the season as I did last week. So, all right, we'll catch you next week, you dickheads. This is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? And, hey, I'm always here if you need to reach out. Always here. Got nothing better to do, to be honest. So, all right, speak to you then. Little G'day, Joe Ingalls here, head of Jingles HR, the world's leading HR solutions firm. Because, yep, when I'm not sinking threes, blowing kisses, looking after my kids or moving all my furniture back into the condo I own in Paul George's head, I'm the world's leading HR expert, helping you with all your HR questions and problems. So, let's get to this week's question, shall we? It comes from a... Ben? Now in Philly? Huh. It reads, Joe, so I finally just rocked up to work after it turned out I was getting fined for not rocking up to work. How is that fair? I mean, how can a bloke get fined by his work for not showing up to work? How is that right? Cheers, Ben, now back in Philly. Oh, geez, that's a good one, Ben. Uh, Look, A... I'm going to say thanks for writing in. And B, as your friend, a fellow employee, and a HR manager, I do have to look at this in terms of KPIs and uh, basically making sure that we have open communication channels. And I assume that you've hit all those benchmarks in setting up your not rocking up to work. Is that right? Because if not, then C... As your friend, a fellow employee, and a HR manager, Ben, I have to say, 
you're a bit of a fucking dickhead, aren't you? I mean, as we always say here at Jingles HR, mate, if you're not going to work, you're not going to get fucking paid. It's not fucking rocket surgery, mate. So, look, there you go, Ben. I mean, that's kind of all we've got time for this week. Uh, Best of luck with it all, and I hope that helps you out. Just, seriously, you're not going to get paid if you don't go to work. I don't know what else to tell you. Jesus. Anyway, that's all I've got time for this week. This has been Jingles HR. I've been Joe Ingles. Get a job up, yeah. <laughs>